listening to the Killy Shrew View podcast, the home of two clubs, one love, Shrewsbury Town and Kilmarnock FC. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of Two Clubs One Love, the Killy Shrew View. And this week we're on episode 11 in season 2. And uh, yeah, there was uh, quite a, a lot to get through. But uh, well, here's Martin myself recording in the Killy Kitchen, as I like to call it. And we also have Rob, uh, my co-host back in Shrewsbury there recording as well. So just before we go through uh, today's or tonight's schedule... Uh, I'll introduce Rob. So, Rob, how are you? All right, mate. Yeah, you had a good week. Yeah, not not bad. Um, I mean, Kilmarnock didn't play, so that's a positive. Yeah, <laughs> we you didn't, didn't lose. lose. We, we didn't <laughs> lose, and and obviously Shrews we won. So yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was a good weekend. Um, I'm not really a a big international fan, uh, to be honest. Yeah. So I sort of I like to see ex Shrewsbury players get in the squad and do all right. But obviously, Ivan Tony was overlooked for some reason, which was a bit. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. Really good. So, what about yourself? What have you been up to? Um. Yeah. T- similar, mate. Working all week, and then I um watch the England game. Um. Do you know? I never bother with um international breaks. Really. Um. It'd be odd qualifier, but if it's a friendly or a Nations League, I don't tend to bother. Um. Right. And I thought, oh, San Siro on a Friday night. I'm going to give it a go. Like and. It was shit, wasn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you didn't miss much. Um, yeah, all fart and no poo, mate, honestly. It, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't very good. But, um, from the reaction, you know what, right? I must, I must admit, right, I put it up on Friday after we lost. And this isn't me being bitter, but I just literally, you see when it, they said England got relegated. But for, <laughs> me, for me, like, I'm like, what does that even mean? What is, I don't, still don't know, understand the national, Nations League, I, I get, I sort of get like that you go into a pot and and whatnot. But for me, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. So for me, it's well, just well, a case of you qualify for a World Cup or Euros, and that's it. I, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, the Nations League was meant to be um, to sort of cover for friendlies, really, so that um, every game will be competitive. So we're playing teams like Italy, Germany, you know, the top end teams. And then it's so it also helps for teams at the bottom. So like your Maltas, your San Marinos. So they're not getting battered 13-0 every time they get together. But, you know, they're playing a, a similar standard. And then that's where the promotion and relegation thing comes in. So we'll be relegated to, I think, the level that Wales are at, I think. It's, uh, it's not it's not quite the same as Kilmarnock or Shrewsbury getting relegated, though, is it? It's not the same. It, does, it doesn't roll off the tongue either, does it? England relegated. <laughs> no, it's not It's not quite the same, is it? Um, but fair play to uh, Scotland, obviously. Um, yeah. Of, uh, you know, obviously a close connection being up here and having a Scottish wife and friends and a daughter. So, and, and fair play, like, you're not going to, you know, being the next Kelly manager in charge, he's he's done bloody wonders. Like, you know, he's the Clark effect. I mean, everyone's saying boring Scotland when he took over and, you know, met, you know, some fans were sort of 50-50, but I mean, I'm not being funny, but 
you know, he's he's doing what you know. At the end of the day, if you you know, you've got to ask yourself as a Scotland fan: Do you want to qualify for tournaments and not be as exciting at times, but get results, and or do you want to play pretty football and get battered and, and not win? I often? agree. What do you want? You know, so I mean, yeah, to I me, agree. I mean, they, they, they seem to be getting the right knack of it now, where they've like kill it. Like, that, sort of seen the highlights of the Ireland game. In they came from behind in that game, and it just reminisces of like what he did on the Kilmarnock. I mean, he went on games five or six games at one point, and we would be one nil down. And I, I remember one one of the games in that run, funnily enough, was against Motherwell, and uh, Ryan Bowman was playing for Motherwell at the time and scored a penalty, and we went one nil down, um, and then we won three one. And that was in that run at the time where we were flying and got to the top of the table. And I, I just remember that that was Steve Clark at his pinnacle moment, like, and he's doing it again at Kilmar. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, he's doing it again at Scotland. So, no, fair, fair play. You know, the, um, you know, that's that's good. It's for England for me. I just, I just, I, I don't know. I, I said I've said this before. I used to love watching England when it was like Euro '96. You know. Yeah, me too. David Beckham's, your Gerrard, your Lampard, your Rio Ferdinand, your Campbell's, your Owens, you know, you, you know, proper. Yeah, that was the golden generation. We should have won something then. The Roonies, when they, you know, that 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 for me was was some team. Like whereas now, it's just like a team of, like some would say it was a team of individuals in the golden generation. But I don't think that was the case. I think we were just mis- unfortunate and we had injuries and probably. Just one or two things didn't go our way, and obviously penalties and that. Whereas this, for me, we're just a team of individuals. We've got a bit lucky, which you need. But I don't know. I just don't get excited watching them. And everyone will talk about, yeah, we got to a final, we got to a semi-final. You know, Southgate deserves his chance. But for me, I, I don't know. I just I find England boring to watch, and the fact that they've not scored from open play in five games is bizarre, considering the amount of talent they've got on the field. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, it's a funny one because if you take the five games out, I think you just look at the tournaments that we've played under Southgate. It kind of backs up your point with um, with Scotland. Would you rather get further in the tournament and play, you know, boring football, or would you rather be exciting and get knocked out in the group? You know, it's um, yeah. better of a devil, you know, sometimes. But uh, I agree with you at the minute. With I mean, at the back, the options are certainly at centre back. Our options are, are shite. Um, I'm I'm quite happy with our goalkeepers. I think we've got some good goalkeepers out, albeit, in my opinion, the worst one is the one he'll pick. Um, and then the creativity we've got in the you know the the final third is very good. Um, we just we just pack pack the sort of back line, don't we? We play a five pretty much every game, and it, it's so frustrating uh, because you, he'll play five against Germany, which you can understand, but then he'll play five against Hungary or. Against yeah. you know, with all due respect, he played uh, five against Scotland in the uh, in the Euros when he really didn't need to do that. Um, so yeah, he's he's a bit stuck in his ways. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, you're you're right. I sort of contradicted what I said there, but at least Scotland are now starting to play. They're starting to show different sides to them. They've got like a plan B, yeah. whereas for me, I think England have just got one plan. They don't seem to have another plan. And they, it's mm. a bizarre stat came out. It's quite a scary stat. Is out of all the teams in the Nations League um, at this point, at this moment in time, the only um, that we we haven't scored a goal from open play out. So apart from you know from open play, and guess who the other team isn't that's not scored from open play? San Marino. Yeah, San Marino. We, <laughs> we, we, 
we in Sam, I mean, you're talking, your Gibraltars have even scored from open play. Your, your Luxembourg. Your, yeah, Luxembourg. Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein went away. Like, well, Luxembourg went away to, who was it? Turkey and were leading and drew three each. You know, we, we're struggling against Pharaohs. Hungary and, you know. Faroe Islands as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, don't get me wrong, it's a tough group. It's, you know, Italy, Germany, and obviously Hungary did a great, they're fantastic in the Euros. But for, I'm not being funny, but for a team, uh, you know, of England stature, the, um, with the talent on the field, they should be doing better than that. I'm not saying they should be winning. Um, there's no guarantee that we should be winning that, but we should be bloody scoring, at least with the goal from open play. Um, and, and fair play to Scotland, you know, they've done well. Yeah. Um, and, and they seem to be. Uh, you know, you know what Scotland remind me of that time when Northern Ireland were on that wave of a crest, and Wales in 2016, where they had that really good momentum during the qualifiers and the tournament. And obviously, Scotland have seemed to be like that for the last couple of years now, and they seem to be on the same sort of level. And I think Scotland will go a bit further and do something great as well. Um, you know, as long as they've got Clark and then they've got some great players, and they seem yeah. to just have that knack of um, getting results and and. You know, for, for me personally, watch this is going to sound really bad now, <laughs> but you know, see if someone said to me, right, England, see, see if England Germany was on in the Scotland Ukraine game this week. I know they're on different days, but see if they're on the same night, I would be switching the Scotland game on because it's more mm. exciting to watch. And I don't know, just probably have a soft spot for Scotland living up here. I know Scotland yeah. and England are uh, rivals and that, but I, I do have that sort of soft spot for Scotland. I even said to my mate last week that I want to take Charlotte to a Scotland game just so she can sample the atmosphere and whatnot. And it'd be mm. quite good to go to sort of see. I, d- I, don't, um, I don't have that animosity towards um, the other home nations. Like when, um, whenever any of them uh, qualify, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for them progressing. And um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really, uh, some people have some real deep rooted hatred, don't they? And they don't right. want other, other nations to do well, but, um, yeah, there's always, I, the jokes I the, there's always the jokes in the banter, but I'm the same with you on that yeah. level. Where it's, I, I'd love to see a, a home nation do well. Obviously, when England come to play one of the home nations, you, you take your loyalties to your nation for 90 minutes. But um, yeah, I totally agree that it's always good to see the nations do well because you know, at the end of the day, we're meant to be sort of British. Um, is yeah. one, so but I get that. Yeah, and Ireland, and Ireland, yeah, yeah, so. I get some people aren't like that, and that's 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 fine. You know, there's no there's nothing against that. Um, but for me personally, I, I think if see if I didn't live in Scotland, I'd probably be different. To be fair, <laughs> um, but the thing is, I, I have to sort of, I just sort of, it, you know what, the atmosphere is great. To be fair, I'm not going to lie, the, the the sort of buzz at the minute, the last couple of years, um, is good, and you see Hamden full out of a fifty thousand when Steve Clark wasn't there Scotland was struggling to pack the stadium out they were mm. saying that Hamden was an issue they couldn't get the atmosphere I'm not being funny if the stadium's still an issue you you get in the atmosphere because they are absolutely mm. electric there was videos last night going around on Twitter and you know you're sort of wishing away for that little moment you you know you just you know, just wish you were there because it's, it's a great atmosphere yeah. uh, and I'm not going to lie that national anthem that Scotland have is miles better than ours. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what tops them both? The Welsh one. I, I think the Welsh uh, one tops both. Um, yeah, the, the Welsh. The Welsh is good. To be fair, the Welsh is good, but especially I, I in the rugby. Think, I just, I just love the bagpipes. Like you know, I do love the bagpipes. Oh um, no! 
I hate bagpipes so much. Get away now. I'm not talking to you. Go. Cool. All right. And tune in next week, guys. Uh, saying that though, we won't be here next Sunday. I've uh, not told you yet. Um, it's my uh, sister-in-law's fortieth, so we're going out for an Indian. Uh, so I, pres- I presume you've arranged the Indian. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> you having a laugh, aren't you? Um, so got a Sunday no, so- off. Yes, you've got a yes. Sunday off, my friend. Yes, you don't need to chat shite. Um, it'll, be the, it'll be the weekend that Kilmarnock will be Aberdeen and, and Shrewsbury win as well away. So that'll be typical, won't it? But no, um, before, like, we'll, 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 we've given enough like talk space there to, to England and being so shite and Scotland being brilliant. So, yeah, good, yeah. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll cut it there. And before we sort of crack into uh, how good Shrewsbury were or weren't, should I say, maybe, uh, yesterday, um, we've just got a few shout outs um, and just a few bits in, that's been going around the club this week. So, sure. first of all, we'll, we'll start off with uh, Kilmarnock, seeing as we've, uh, as I, I, I just decided I want to talk to my Kilmarnock first. Uh, so, <laughs> the Kilmarnock ladies, um, they, they played today at Rugby Park, uh, got a creditable one or draw against Sterling Uni. And um, Mary Jackson came on as a sub uh, with a late uh, goal. Um, quite a young team out there as well. Kevin McGregor uh, put up a tweet there, so shout out to Kevin. Uh, Captain Conker as well also went along on the Sunday. Uh, I think he uh, wasn't dressed up in his usual outfit. Um, but he, he was there in attendance, I think, as well. So he said that they battled to a decent result. So well done to the ladies and well done to Mary Jackson there on getting the goal. Um, shout out to our uh, B team as well yesterday, uh, who went out of the SPL, uh, SPFL Trust Trophy, um, which um, is good for the sort of uh, team to be in, because obviously playing against uh, the league teams below, and it's good to get some experience, but unfortunately we went out to Montrose 4-2, but quite an exciting game. I looked at the stats, believe it or not, and each team had 20, I think Montrose had 22 shots on goal, and we had 20, and there was like 10 yeah, yeah. on target each. Yeah, so it was quite an exciting game if you went to it, and then um, young Steve Warnock, who's been on the fringes of the first team and played in pre-season, uh, he scored a brace as well, and uh, it'd be good to see some of these young boys like um, you know Wales, uh, and Warnock and Watson, um, you know, they've been on around the fringes of the team. So the way that Kilmarnock have been playing, you never know, they may get a chance at some point. Join Can the I season. just quickly ask on that? Um, you said about it's got a B team up there. So is it the same structure as like the under-23s down here um, and the academies or yes. like, how does it work? Yes, basically, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, like reserves? It, yeah, basically reserves. It's funny, really, because I'm not one of these ones against the whole thing structure with the Papa John's trophy to be honest it is what it is it gives a chance for other teams to play the other players but what I would say is that um, it is quite funny when you do see players like um, Jay Spearing or Tom Huddleston playing uh, like <laughs> your Man United or you know Liverpool's, funnily enough now you mentioned that do you remember um, Ollie Lancashire yeah uh, was a centre half for us and then I can't be. He played. He went to Crew and Swindon after that, and yeah, he started I remember, off yeah. as a youth player at Southampton. So like Southampton were playing like, and he scored. And I was like, is that the same? That's why I can't be the same player, surely. And I looked into it, and yeah, he'd signed for him like just to play. Like, he's like a coach or something. Yeah, um, and, he, and he plays for their team. So there you go. it just shows a senior player at any kind of level going into a 
a young team can still make a difference, can't they? I know, but imagine if you're Tom Huddleston, like, and you're getting offered a contract to get signed by Man United. This <laughs> <laughs> case, in it, like, it's like yeah, it's um, I can't see him uh, lining up against Ronaldo in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's bizarre, like you say. A few injuries, yes. he might have to. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But um, so yeah, so there's that, that the B team anyway. So they went out yesterday. So unfortunate, but a, a great attacking game of football. Um, by the you know six goals and forty shots on goal, so hell of a game to go to. Get your money's mm. worth, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, I've mentioned about the Steve Clark effect with Scotland, so we're not talking anymore about that. But obviously, great to see um, Greg Taylor as well playing an ex Kilmarnock uh, player. Obviously, he played his part in the game. Um, but what I'm going to say about uh, we talked about the bagpipes, right? And fair enough, you don't like it, but you'll like this bit. And uh, I mean. It's great that we as a club are associated with it, especially. So Ukraine at home, um, the bagpipes were played and um, a Kilmarnock Youth Academy graduate, uh, Craig Percy, uh, plays for under 12s. He was out um, on the grounds uh, at Hampden Park, um, sing well, he wasn't singing the national anthem. So the national anthem was played out at the bagpipes with a guy. But he mind like sign sign language, so he basically oh, yeah. signed for it. Oh my god! You need. I'm going to tag you in the video. Yeah, yeah, do it. I, I, I watched it back and like it's so moving. Like it's so great to see that, and it was you know. Is this but, lad? Is this lad um, deaf? Is he the, the one that did it? Or yeah, I've not. To be honest, I'm not actually read too much into that, but I don't know. He, I'm assuming he must be um, or yeah. have a relative. Yeah, yeah, it's something there. But you know what he did though for that for for people that are. You know that you know because yeah it's, it's great to see that and i just think that just goes to show how we've moved on in times now and that you know you're trying to facilitate for everyone i just um mate i, I, I shows don't how, um, I don't, it shows how ignorant we are as well because you'd never even think of that would you i know I, I, I don't get emotional too much over things but that really did hit a, hit oh, a spot yeah. when that. And, yeah um you know i mean it could have been anyone that he represented in Scotland for the under twelves, but the fact that he represents us, it's just even more special. So, yeah, massive, massive congratulations to Craig Percy there, really, really, and his family. Beautiful, yeah, and he, and and it's not just that the message he's given out there to a lot of people, and um, to show that you, what you can achieve, you know, just fair play to him. Yeah, brilliant. Words, you can't say anything. So, bagpipes, no bagpipes aside, that it was moving. Yeah, on. yeah, it's lovely, it was beautiful. So yeah, so. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you go from that? It's you know, nothing mm. more. Say. Um, but there's been a couple of fixture changes uh, for Kilmarnock fans. Uh, one which I was raging about, and then I suddenly realised because I thought I was on day one off on the Saturday, so I thought, great, I'm working on that. And then I checked my rotor, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually day one on the Friday, so I'm like, all right, I can calm down now. <laughs> <laughs> so Friday the fourth of November. Um, we are playing Livingston at home at 7.45 instead of Saturday the 5th of November at 3pm. Um, of course, it makes logical sense to move it because it's not on TV and there's no team playing in Europe or Cup, but it's logical to move it to Friday. So well done to the people in the football authorities for deciding that was a, a great move. I don't know why, but... I was, gonna, I was just about to say, that's <laughs> got to be sarcasm because that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I was like, am I missing something? Is it like Friday? Is it Friday? Do you get Fridays off up there or something? Nah, so that's what I'm saying. It just baffles me because there's a lot of fans yeah. that 
Kilmarnock they'll have maybe season tickets or that they travel or far to go to games. So it's Saturday, you know, you know, a lot of people went Monday to Friday, it's not ideal. So disappointing. And obviously Livingston, you know, they don't bring a but a large following, but I can't imagine that they'll bring more no. on a Friday than a Saturday. So you no know, chance. It's it's not like it's Christmas and it's near shopping time for Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm not being funny, but we don't do a firework display in Kilmarnock. And if you did, it's at three o'clock, so you can still go to the fireworks show if you want. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, the only fireworks on display, hopefully, will be at Rugby Park when we win. So you never know. Really, would be fireworks. Aye. So, and then the other change is St Johnston at home. So that game got postponed uh, because of the Queen passing away. Yeah. Uh, so that has now been moved to Wednesday, the fifth of October. 7.45, I said to the wife straight away, I said, what? Uh, I said, 5th of October, are we doing anything? She's like, she looks at me like really weird as if like I'm fucking asking a stupid question. And I was like, why are you looking at me like that? She's like, you're asking me what we're doing on the 5th of October. I was like, oh yeah, because oh, no. kick off. She's like, uh, it's Charlotte's birthday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say wedding anniversary, but that's worse. <laughs> I just turned around and go. Oh, I, I turned around and go. That's fine. It's all right. I said she'll be in bed then. I said because it's a school night for her. But I'm going to take her to an evening game a couple of weeks later when it's a school yeah. holidays uh, against Dundee United. So, but yeah, I can understand why the wife looked at me. Like, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah, wasn't even thinking about anything else. All like, oh, like fifth of October. There we go. What's going on? Uh, so yeah, uh, that's just typical me. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, Shrewsbury have had a, a game moved as well, haven't they? Was, you know, um, for the same reason. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, we'll talk about Shrewsbury sort of updates in there now, and, and yeah, you just mentioned there that we've had the game against Oxford move, so that's gone to the eighth of November. Yeah, um, I'm on bloody holiday. Bloody hell, man! That's that's uh, how inconsiderate is I? I oh, know a mid midweek game. Didn't, didn't even email you to ask if it was okay to move it, did they? Nothing from Brian. Nothing. Mate, uh, Brian, Brian. Uh, Brian who? Is he still at the club? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think Brian's in... <laughs> on a serious note, though, it's quite worrying. Like Because I, I, I was joking aside about this, like, Brian this, Brian that, where is he? But then I thought to myself, what about if something serious has happened to him? Like, he's actually ill. And yeah. Also, no one, it said. So, I'm... Um, yeah. <laughs> can joke yeah, you've got to be, care- you got to be careful, yeah. You, but see, see, the longer time goes on, you, it does, you do sort of worry a bit as to you know, why. But then, at the same point... The club probably just need to maybe say something. I don't know if there is, but I don't, I don't know. But yeah, it's, it is a bit, it's a bit weird, isn't it? How Brian's not really communicating or anything. He's, it might I mean, might come from the manager or from other areas of the club where communication is done differently now. It's it could be you know something as simple as that. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's just a bit like it's fair enough. The communication comes from elsewhere, but we need, you know, you need to communicate out to the fans because otherwise the fans are just going to keep asking the question. So I agree, I agree. Um, may, maybe we should just, um, I don't know, camp out a tent, a tent at the uh, the ground in the early hours of the morning and <laughs> see who comes into the ground yeah. that day. And if we don't, I see... think the SLOs do a lot now, don't they? They do a lot of the, uh, well, literally the liaison, obviously, but um, yeah. any sort of statement or meeting. Is it tends to be chaired by those people now, doesn't it? I know it's it's strange, but it's what it is, I suppose. Uh, as long yeah. as we're winning games and we're happy, then that's the main thing. Absolutely. Um, 
So yeah, talk, talking about, obviously we talked about the women playing today for Kilmarnock. The uh, the ladies also played for Shrewsbury today against, uh, funnily enough, Burton as well. So yeah. Burton will be sick of the sight of us. Uh, so a 4 nil win, comprehensive uh, victory for the women's team. Uh, and mm. Maddie Jones and Shannon McShane double. Um, so they scored two each. Um, so well done to Maddie and Shannon there in gaining a 4 nil win for the, for the Shrews. So the ladies team on fire this season. Um, and also Jude Collins and Dennis Antel uh, scored in a 2 0 win against Bolton's under 18. So a, f- a fine weekend for Shrewsbury. Three wins for the academy, uh, the women's, and the first team. So that must be a first. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, no. no I was going to say, I can't remember the last time that happened. Anyone. Let us know, please. Because, well, but the women's team did us proud last season. They were they were fine. It wasn't they weren't the issue. It was the uh, the first team lads, wasn't it? I mean, you, yeah. you can read that about stat in a minute that you sent me yesterday. But um, yeah, we're, we're we're kind of um, doing our doing our part of it now with the first team as well, aren't we? I've got another stat for you as well, which uh, I worked out today, which was even more baffling. So you're, I, you know, I'm, a, I, I'm not usually a stat man, but uh, oh, been, I am. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I do like my stats, but I don't usually read them on air, to be fair. Um, so, also, uh, a couple of more mentions before we crack on. Uh, so, Tom Flanagan, um, our mm. centre-back, didn't have yesterday. Uh, i seen a tweet uh, when the team lineup came out, and the Shrewsbury fan goes, what the hell is Cottrell doing? Uh, Tom Flanagan's not even in the night in the squad. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I just was like, he's clearly, like... Oh, someone, someone should have wound him up saying they'd sold him or something. Uh, I should have t- should have said he's out for the season or something like. Oh uh, no, don't no, don't tempt fate, mate. Uh, he's done he's done a Kyle Lafferty. He's been sent home and he's been banned. Yeah. <laughs> played ninety minutes, didn't he? Yeah, so he played ninety minutes in a comeback win as well against Kosovo. So a late uh, couple of goals for Northern Ireland in a two-one win. So uh, well done to Tom Flanagan mm. uh, in that. And a final mention. So we also had we said about the um, you know the young under twelve. Um, Craig Percy doing great things, you know, doing the sign signing the national anthem out. Uh, we also had some great uh, stuff with Shrewsbury. So Zach Harris, um, who has cerebral palsy, uh, recently was invited to work experience by the club, um, and he became an enthusiastic member of the foundation STFC, uh, which can be found more of on 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 that uh, on that page. So well done to Zach Harris, but also it just shows one it shows a couple of things there that how great Shrewsbury are as a club to give opportunities to um you know to people that have uh, disabilities and, and that as well so it's it's a club for everyone um it's not you know everyone is welcome basically and and it's yeah. great to see that you know that is because that's sometimes things like that for me it's more important than what happens on the pitch in 90 minutes and uh, we should uh, recognize that and congratulate Shrewsbury for um, giving Zach yeah. that up. I mean, we, we come on here sometimes and we, we slag about some of the things out so off the pitch that the club don't do right. So, um, yeah, it's nice to know that on that side of things, we, we have been good over the, certainly in the, the new ground, the era of the new ground, haven't we? Yeah, no, and it's, it's great. I, I love things like that. And you know what, um, like you say, you, you love your club, whether you're, you're winning, losing or drawing every week. Um, doesn't matter what the result is, just you get frustrated. But when mm. you see stories like that, it, it does sort of make you feel a bit proud that you know that we are doing things like that. So yeah, hats off to Shrewsbury. But yeah. so yeah, um, some some great stuff there. To be fair, you know, it's not often we sometimes start the show with the the news like that. But I thought some of it's quite deep. 
<laughs> yeah, I know there's some, some. That's what I mean. There's some quite good stuff there. So it's, yeah. it's good. It's good because obviously we're talking about the women's team as well and the the B team and the under 18s, which you know is an, an important clog uh, in you know the representation of the club as well as all the other yeah. things we've mentioned. So it's um, it's always important to make sure we're, we're you know we're covering every aspect possible. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So um, so yesterday then um, obviously one of the games you said you were going to miss. So um, mm-hmm. we're not going to spend too much time talking about it because obviously he wasn't there, but no, no, it's fine. Um, it's fine. But, but I've watched the highlights and I mean, what I will say is how well did we take the goals that we scored? First of all. Yeah, very, very well. Um, I mean, the, the first one, it was such a tight angle. I mean, if I was there, I would have been, I would have been shouting at him not to hit it from there really, because he had, you know, he had runners coming in from behind him and to the side, and it was it was a very tight angle. And the um, the defender was goal side of him as well. So, in terms of the, the sorry, yeah, the defender's um, position, he was goal side, and yeah, he wasn't encouraged to hit it from there at all, was he? Yeah, no. What what it, what really pleased me about the goal was we. How many times you scream at the goalkeeper and Mark Morosi, who had a fantastic game by the way. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. if it wasn't for him, we would have probably not won the game. Yeah, that's, agreed. Uh, without saying, but he bangs that ball up that field, and it's just like, why are you doing that? And I couldn't believe it. It's just like they actually passed it out from the back. Oh, it's beautiful. One or two, one or two nice passes. Played it across to Pennington, and then Pennington just puts a nice ball down the line, knowing that you know Sadie has that pace and that. But Bayless, I mean, didn't flick. have to do. Yeah, it's just that Danis to flex. It's just that bit of quality that Bayless has for me. He's starting to really come into game. We talked about Bayless and Shipley against Forest Green, and since that game against Forest Green, obviously Port Vale was a bit of a miss. But even the Exeter game, you know, they really did play well. And again, the Shipley and Bayless both getting an assist yesterday. And I mean that. We'll talk about the Bayless pass in a minute for Shipley. That you know, that was something else. Oh, yeah. But but the. Um, for me, the way Sadie just got on that ball, like you say, he had no right to score from that angle. Um, but it reminded me of, um, you know, Sadio Mane when he played for yeah, Liverpool all those times yeah. and just cuts on that last man. And, yeah, I mean, are we going to start calling, uh, I mean, the way he's on, I mean, that's two goals. Sadio. So Sadio, Sadio Mane. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> nah, nah, we got to do that. <laughs> Sadio Mane, yeah? We call yeah. him that, yeah? Good, All right. good stuff. So, so I mean, no, but yeah, what it was a great finish. I mean, latching onto the ball, he reads the ball well. He he, he knows, he anticipates that the flick on is going to be going to be made, obviously from the ball from Pennington. So mm-hmm. he's he's ready for it. And it, I mean, he just reminds. I mean, for me, like I was worried about Udo being yeah. injured with these two young boys coming in. But I'm not being funny. Sadie is. See if he keeps going the way he is, he'll score more goals than Udo this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I can't disagree with any of that really. He's he's just um he's almost a like for like replacement, but I would argue he's a little bit stronger when the ball's put into his feet as well. Yeah, um, no but yeah, it's tank, absolute tank. Um you talked about I just, that. <laughs> Yeah. I, mate, I just love it. I love him already. I've I can't remember the last time a new player came in, especially on loan like that, and has, has got my attention so fast. Um, well, I don't know about you. I would say he's he's like a Carlton Morris, but he's a better finisher that's exactly it but you would see but then you look at Carlton Morris and how well he's done since and how wet and he's done well in the championship and you know scoring goals at Barnsley and Luton so mm. you know he's obviously learned his trade and 
yeah, he didn't score many, but similar type of player, but probably Sadie's a bit more clinical and a bit more faster. Yeah. Um, but again, Carlton Morris got a sort of, he was well liked when he came in, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just love, I just love him as well. You know, I, you've seen him first and then I've seen him since. And I mean, when he came on, he, he, for me, we won that game against Exeter because he changed it. He changed the way we attacked and okay, he didn't score, but you know, we, we got the corner late on, but we, we, he had two or three chances in that game. He was bullying their defence. And, I mean, you know, Exeter are a very good team. Um, let's not remember that they have been knocking goals in for fun. Obviously, won 4-0 at Exeter yesterday, um, and they look very dangerous. So, you know, he, he did well to sort of change the dimension of that game. And he took his goal well. I mean, the way he took on the players last week at Port Vale, even though we were poor, you know, he, he scored a great goal and, and again, scored a f- fabulous finish uh, yesterday. He's calm as well, isn't he? I think like um, whereas a lot of strikers are quite rash and they'll as soon as the ball's at their feet when they've um, got when they've got some some a lot of like players like Bowman they're better when they haven't got time to think about it in my opinion. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when Sadie has got the time to think about it, he is very cool. Um, I mean the the goal last week um, it come to him. He could have hit it first time, but he opened himself out nicely with that first touch and and you know buried it away very calmly. And um, we, we could be onto something with him. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the main thing is obviously keeping him injury-free uh, and obviously, you know, keeping him fit and um, and, and just keep him playing. And, and for me, he's, you know, he's our number one striker now for me. I, he is, he is. Uh, the the, the um, online reaction was good to that goal as well, wasn't it? Because um, right. of the, I think, is it League, the League One page shared it? As if to say, like, uh, have a look at this. It's like watching Brazil. I know it was. It was beautiful. And it's good because it, it's not something that we are sort of um, associated with. To be fair, no, in, no. you know, we, we, were, we were. Let's not let's not be around the bush. We were pretty pretty poor yesterday. Um, probably. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is, right, we were really good against Exeter. Had more possession, more chances, and won the game. And we came back from behind. This week we went in front. We're pretty poor. Conceded the goal, but then it was a reaction of getting back in front again. And mm. We still play pretty poor, but. For me, I, I, some people are like, oh, it's boring to watch this out and the other. And yeah, it is, but you, there's, there's going to be times in a season where you're going to play really crap and win and that. But see if we've played really poor and lost, then you you would be raging because it is against it is at home to Burton. Yeah. But, but we're, we're playing, you know, to, to, to play poor and win, it should be should be a good sign maybe yeah no no i agree with you i do agree with you and um it seems it can't be underestimated like the power of recovery of this team as well like psychologically not just physically because there's been a few games now where we've gone behind um and then we've come back whereas this one we've gone ahead and then we've had that horrible moment where they've conceded and you're thinking oh god typical town and and then they've gone again and very quickly a quick change and um and, and we've we've took the lead again so Mentally, this squad is very strong. And Cottrell should be congratulated because one, he's not the first time this season he's actually made changes um, to the bat, to to, a, to make the team better. So Wickham away, we were one 0 down, changed the team and the dimension, and we won that game. And it wasn't pretty, but we won the game. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. Yes, they changed it. Bowman comes on, scores. It's a simple tapping, but. That's what you want your strikers to be doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, if Bowman misses that, you're slating him. But you know what? Actually, funnily enough, right, Bowman was really getting on my nerves. I watched the Port Vale game at home, which I'm not going to really give any too much space about. Um, but for me, 
it just didn't look interesting. I thought you should be fighting and playing mm. your heart out because you should be getting into that team. You you should be wanting to start on Saturday. And it just mm. felt like a performance where it just didn't really look like he was interested. I don't know if it was just because of the type of competition it was, but possibly. If you if you're if you're getting a nine, if you're getting a run out for ninety minutes, you should be thinking right. Cottrell's watching. Let's 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 play let's play the best game I can play. Let's mm-hmm. you know. But I just don't know. Just something about it, and it really was disappointing. Um, the only people to come out with pass marks in that for the amount of pros that were playing was probably Bennett. Uh, for eighty-two minutes that he played it was phenomenal in his first game since obviously getting injured back last season. Um, young Josh Bailey in the first half again looked really good. Looked a good solid left back uh, for the future maybe. And I thought Winchester did all right in the first half. He was snapping mm. into tackles. I'll tell you what, he, he was snapping into tackles yesterday and type of play you need in the middle. Really oh, yeah. Yeah. challenge as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's good signs. Um, you know, we, the main thing is we won yesterday. We move on. Uh, and I'm sure Cottrell will look at the the aspect of yet of yesterday and and say, look, yeah, we won the game, but they'll work on the bits that weren't so good, and um, hopefully, you know, we can polish that up and get a better performance away at Cheltenham, you know, next Saturday, which is yeah, great I, opportunity, you know, to get another three points on board, you know, against a team that aren't doing too too uh, well at the moment. Yeah, I mean, just on Bowman as well. I mean. In the league games, when he's come on, he, he's done okay the last month. You know, he's um, he's come off the bench twice now in the last four or five weeks and scored, hasn't he? Because he he come yeah. on come on early against Bristol Rovers as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I take the Vale thing with a, a little bit of a pinch of salt, and I will give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. But um, maybe he's just going to become if Sadie is going to be deep rooted into that centre forward spot now, and if he's the only one, Bowman may be off the bench a lot. Yeah, but it's not bad, you know. I mean, if Bowman's going to be that super sub and scores goals, then so be it. Um, yeah. He's, you know, he can all he can do is when he comes on is is score and you know and put the effort in. And at the end of the day, like you say, he's got us four points this season on the back of two goals. So when you look at it like yeah. that, you know, he's probably been a bit too critical on Bowman in some parts. So yeah, you're probably right on that. But you know, he still could do better in some aspects. I agree. We, I agree. We, 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 we talked about this last season, and you got frustrated with Bowman at times. Yeah, I, I still do. I still do. Yeah, but you know what? It, it's let's beat probably be around the bush, but they're at Shrewsbury for a reason. We're not exactly, you know, the best team in the league. So um, you know, you are going to get players that aren't quite as clinical, aren't quite yeah. at the, the cutting edge. But I'm really, I'm really sort of. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like jumping hoops and getting too far ahead of myself, but I'm quite confident after yesterday's win that we're getting into a right position now where we've got some, still got a good run of games going forward, one or two tough ones towards the end of next month. But, you know, they're teams that are up above us. So if mm. you were to win those games, all of a sudden those games become massive and we can yeah. close it up against teams above us. And you never know, we could potentially be um, a dark horse, but... I don't see any reason why we can't finish top 12 now with players still to come back like O'Brien, who we've not really seen yet at all, have we? So No, not at all. No. Um, I and think it's, it's nice that... Yeah. yeah it's, not, it's nice that we're, we're kind of talking like this with the position we're in. You know, we're, we're talking almost as if we're a little bit disappointed. And I think there's a, comp- there's a massive compliment there, isn't there? Um, I just... The, the thing for me that we do need to in, improve on is the... Um, 
not necessarily the possession because that's generally our style isn't it really to soak it up and and encounter but um the accuracy again mate was completely off like it was 10 percent down on burton um and that will that will um bite, bite us on the arse a few times this season i think if it carries on that way like last week was it 58 percent 60 percent yesterday um i know i'm, I'm nitpicking because we've won and we're doing well but um i'm just thinking projecting forward i don't think that's sustainable with with that accuracy yeah i think i think you're right i think you know bang on like that because like it, like you say you could have i can't remember who it was i think it was switzerland played away at spain and i'm sometimes like i love to see like how much stats have been like in games and I think Switzerland had like five shots on goal, two on target to Spain's, well, I don't know, they had loads uh, I don't know if it ended 2-1 but it was 2-1 when I last looked, but Switzerland mm. had like 21% possession so, <laughs> you, you know what I mean like for me it's all about um, what you do with the possession uh, when you've one, got it, you're yeah. accurate with it and two, that you when you do get the chances, you're clinical with it and yesterday you could probably be fair to say that we got one out of two on that we were clinical with our chances but we wasn't accurate with our possession and that's probably why Burton had so many chances that they did have mm. and the thing is Morosi was on form but you know you can't expect Morosi to dig us out of a hole every week or no. nurse to clear off the line every week or our defenders you know because at the end of the day that's just putting too much pressure on them um, and we know how good our defense is but it's good to see that we we still manage without Flanagan who is one of our best players at the club yeah. um so to still get the win in there and, and dig deep is, is good um, and to see Tate and as and given um obviously because Generally, he's playing against the poorer teams in the league with a four now as well, over a five, isn't he? He did it at Forest Green and he did it again yesterday with Burton. Um, so Pennington moving over to the right with um, and then with Flanagan not being there, it gave us an opportunity for the first time to see Taylor Moore at centre-half in the league as well because we brought him in and when they brought him in, he was sort of painted as a as a centre-half and we've not seen him there yet. So, um, yeah, that was that was nice to see that we had the opportunity to do that and try that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, for me, just touch on Pennington going over to the right. For me, Pennington is naturally, I would say, the best centre back that carrying the ball out and going mm-hmm. forward, um, and you know, such an attacking threat. I mean, he is up there with Shipley and Bayless on goals and assists this season. With um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, he's mm. got he's got two goals and one assist, and Shipley and Bayless have got one goal and two assists. You know, so. Three goal contributions with uh, <laughs> two main men in the middle just goes to show how good you know Pennington is in the uh, in the attacking areas really and um, I always like I always see Shrewsbury for the last few seasons have always had defenders that have been able to contribute quite a few goals so we've we had Aaron Pierre was our sort of main threat for a few seasons uh, with goals and that and you know obviously Pennington's now taken over that role so it's good that we've got a sort of defender that is going to come up at set pieces because let's not let's not be around the bush we, we, we do have that low possession but we, you know we are good at set pieces and and you know having Pennington in the, that area at times is what's good yeah and Toto before them as well well, yeah, to, that's right. I mean, so we've always we've always had good defenders that can score goals. I mean, even if you go back through the years, you know, you know, obviously Langmead when he played at centre back, um, you know, he was a threat at set pieces. So yeah, we've we we do. I think we've always sort of um, looked at ourselves as a big threat from set pieces throughout the years. Um, so I don't think that'll ever change. But um, and like you say, possession 
its cultural style, whether we like it or not, whether one or yeah. two of the players don't quite fit that position. Um, for me, I'm like Tom Bayless. We trying to work out some weeks whether he's our main attacking threat or our more deep role in midfielder because you know he just seems to pop up and be in those attacking spaces. But let, let's let's not argue about that. Let's talk about what is pass. I mean, that pass if that was made in the Premier League out wide to you know a winger. Mm. Well, it was he played it inside the inside the right back as well, didn't he? So he sent the run and played it around the right back with his out, outside of his foot. It was some something like De Bruyne, wasn't it? Uh, for me, right, I look at Tom Bayless as a, a gifted player, a luxury player uh, yeah. who, if gets fit and keeps consistent, you know, we that's the sort of play we need. That number, would say number ten, maybe. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that, that we at least were craving for. But, but yeah, but you know he's. Yeah, I mean he he just seems to be getting in. The only thing a criticism I'd have with Bay, Bayless is he gets into great positions. He's a good ball carrier, yeah. especially against Exeter. He's really good at carrying the ball. But then he he gets in that final third and then loses his composure when he gets a shot out on the edge of the box and scoffs it rather than, you know, my, that's my only criticism is, is to maybe have that better composure in the final third and get the shot away. Um, but in terms of his, his passing, him and Shipley, we always talked about, you know, Shipley and Bayless were linked up well against Forest Green. Yeah. We, we got the goal. Uh, and, and again, we got the winner, um, which obviously Bowman, you know, you, you couldn't miss. Even I could have scored that. So, yeah, it, it was it was it was good to see the, um, you, know, di- you know, if we dissect the, the sort of <laughs> the game and look at the good parts, it was good to see that. Yeah. Um, we are we are creating good opportunities. And you know what? If we play like that at times and win, who's going to grumble, really? No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, but I, I get why fans get a bit het up about it. But I always think to myself, I'm not a Shrewsbury season ticket holder, but I'm a Kilmarnock season ticket holder, and I always think to myself, after we've won a game, I don't think about the performance. I just think, yes, we've won, we've got three. Yeah, wins. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't worry too much about the performance because at the end of the day. Performances don't get your points. Performances are mm. good uh, for confidence and are good going forward. But and sometimes, like you say, it's not good to play like that every week. But sometimes, you know, we play really well and we don't get the points we deserve. Um, and and it sort of balances out over the season. So, you know, if we are yeah. going to be in that top twelve, then we are going to have to sort of win games like that. I'm afraid. So, yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy over yesterday's result and. You look at our recent record against Burton at home. Uh, the last time we won against Burton at home was back in 2014 in League Two. Wow. Under Mickey Mellon when we won 1-0. So that's, what, seven years? I think there's been a couple of cup games as well in the meantime as well, to add to that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's what I mean. So we, we've lost a heck of a lot of games at home and drawn. Yes, we've won away from home, but our home form has been terrible. And you think about that, Wickham away... A home, a, a Wickham form away, or Wickham in general, was just terrible. Yeah. Um, and Burton at home was terrible. Yet yeah, they're two games we've now won this season. So if you're looking in that respect as well, we are starting to turn recent history of team, you know, results against teams um, the other way now. So again, yeah. it's great to see. So yeah, and like like, like I said before, it's um, a show show of like the mental resilience as well. Wickham's another example there, where uh, you know Bristol Rovers. Um, you know, yesterday, you know, where we've either been pegged back and then gone again, or we've been behind and, you know, Port Vale to an extent, you know, um, we, we came back into that game. 
So, yeah, I, I'm really pleased with it. Yeah, and we could have nicked nick the draw there as well. So, yeah. um, but I think, I think you are spot on with the fact that we kind of be playing like that every week. And I get, I get why fans are grumbling uh, about it to a degree. But um, let's let's take one week, one game at a time and, and yeah, absolutely. just enjoy, enjoy where we are because it's not so long ago that September 21, after 10 games, uh, we were sitting in the bottom half of the table, right near the bottom, and we had eight points from 10 games. Um Whereas this year, after 10 games, we've got 15 points. So we're nearly 50% up on our points ratio. So that in itself, you know, it doesn't matter how we're playing. <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing well on the points when it comes, you know, on the point score. Yeah, well, it's almost double, isn't it? So Exactly. So it's uh, it's great to see. And um, the goals are flowing in as well. We've got 11 goals in 10 games, which doesn't sound great. But then if you look at the <laughs> to where we were last year, I don't think we scored any goals in the first five games it's sort of sixth game to get the win and the goals so yeah yeah again you know and, and i like this i like winning three two and two one i don't like you know these one nils and nil nils uh the days of them have gone by i think we've only drawn two nil nils this season which is is, is good and we've only drawn three games which is again <laughs> quite good considering the amount it's unlike of us yeah exactly so but you know what ego here's the stat i wanted to tell you about so, okay you talked about resilience and coming back and getting the points and whatnot. And we've got more points from obviously coming behind than we have in taking the lead. Out of the 14 games in all competitions this season, guess how many times we've took the lead? It's going to be low. Two? Yeah, bang on two. Is it Forest really? Green, That's as a guess, Forest, yeah. Forest Green and Burton. And guess what? We won both those games. So mm -hmm. Shrewsbury? If you're listening, <laughs> just make sure you take the lead and you'll be winning. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, again, that just shows it is important like sometimes to get that goal. But again, at the same point, it also shows that, that we can come from behind and get points. So, yeah, there's a lot of maybe a lot of negatives in some parts on the performance yesterday. But on, on the flip side of it, looking at the season so far after 10 games, I'm quite happy with how we're going. Take it game at a game, game at a time, and and, and like you were saying there, um, we're, we we should be sort of sort of maybe a bit more upbeat about it than maybe what we're sounding because it is we are in what ninth place, so just hypercritical, isn't it? That's all. Um, you know, we want them to do well, and um, what I think the the big thing to take from it is what a position we're in, considering we're still discussing areas where we can improve. I think that's that's the the, the most positive way to say it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got to remember, we've not got Udo, uh, O'Brien, Bennett's just literally come back, the Costa's uh, obviously injured. Um, yeah. You know, so so we are like, and obviously Flanagan was missing yesterday, so, um, so yeah, it's not, it's not bad, you know. It's, it's, no, not uh, at all. And, we, and we're, we're talking, and obviously we're talking about, um, you know, back up in the squad now, which is the best it's ever been uh, under Cottrell, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with the performance. So, on the back of that, uh, we were saying last week, so obviously Kilmarnock fans um, jumped in and helped about talking what the best Shrewsbury lineup was. So, uh, Sorry, the Kilmarnock lineup was. So we decided this week that we were going to discuss between me and you mm -hmm. what we thought would be the best Shrewsbury lineup tactically between the squad that we've got available. And that, for me, is including Udo if he wasn't injured. Yeah, so, fair enough, yeah. So, um, so yeah, what, what are you... Oh, you go with your lineup, and then my. Well, I've done two. I've done two, it. because it depends if we're playing a four or a five, because it actually actually makes it quite different. So, 
Do you want to hear both or do you just want to hear the one? Um, what to do is go with your best lineup that you, you would prefer to see on a week-to-week -week basis that, uh, most weeks. So The one I prefer to see isn't the best one. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Um, I'd go. F I'd play four at the back. What do I play for at the back? No, I'll pick my. I'll, I'll tell you my five one. I'll tell you my five. So obviously Morosi and goal. Um, the the back three pick themselves really, don't they? Pennington, Dunkley, and Flanagan. Um, Nurse left wing back. Um, Jacosta slash Bennett right wing back. Um, it's hard to say at the minute because they've both sort of been injured. So, um, but I, I would probably say Jacosta to be honest from what I've seen. Um, Leahy sit in. Uh, I don't feel like we need to sit in uh, midfielders. So he plays sometimes when when we have five at the back. So one sit in, and then you got Shipley and Bayless to do whatever the fuck they want in front of him. Um, with and then here's one. Here's my wild card because um, they haven't they haven't played together yet. Udo and Sadie. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's uh, that's a very tasty lineup. That is. Um, yeah. So I was trying to think about what I would like. And I'm just trying to work it now. So four. What did I have? I just what the mate? Were you not supposed to sort this today? I know, I know. It was, <laughs> it was to four, the two, so six, seven. Yeah, so I was... He's got I 12 wanted... players. He's got 12 players. No, no, no. <laughs> so obviously, for me, I've not gone for the five at the back. Okay. Um, so it, right, it's going to be Pennington at right back, Donkley, Flanagan in the middle, and then this. At left back mm -hmm. um, so the same defensive view pretty much um, but obviously a different slightly formation yeah uh, Morosi in goal so yeah I mean it sort of picks itself up does of course um, then in, in the in the uh, middle two we would have uh, Leahy and Winchester mm -hmm. I just just think Leahy and Winchester give us that bite in the middle um, yeah uh, you know to sit back and then you've got the, the likes of Bayless and then Shipley can do what the hell they want. Yeah, um, that's that, that was my thought. Um, so, so for me, I would have Bayless sitting in the middle. I would have Shipley out wide left. Um, and then on the right, as much as it pains me, I've really enjoyed watching Pike so far this season. I feel harsh and leaving him out. But I'd have Sadie on the right, just because he offers that pace and what we talked about. He is that sort of Sadie Romani where he can just cut inside. Sadie, you said it. I know, so uh, so so Sadie O, Mane. So yeah, so Sadie out wide right, Shipley wide left, Bayless just sitting in the middle, and then Udo up top. Up the middle, yeah. And 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 you know, thing 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 is, my 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 thoughts on that may change once I see O'Brien, but obviously we're not seeing O'Brien. I wrote that down at the side just with a star, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, it's a pretty similar sort of uh, lineup. But uh, you do, you've got to admit, it is harsh on Pike because he has done so well recently. Mm -hmm. um, but it, what a player! What I, I mean, he's definitely for me the most improved player at the club. Oh yeah. Shadow of a doubt, like, and um, I'm really, really pleased with Pike. And yeah, he's he's really is. So, so, so on that on that sort of note, then we've agreed. Then Pike's probably the most improved player. Um, yes. So here you go. So obviously, Sadie's. Sadio, or whatever you want to call him, is um, is doing wonders and that, and he's got four goal, uh, sorry, two goals in four games. He's played ninety nine minutes, so he's not, you know, he's only just, you know, his goal ratio is great at the minute. Yeah, um, yeah. If he keeps that record, he'd be doing great. But 
who's your who's your favourite signing so far after the ten game period? Then what's your thoughts? Mm. Yeah, I'd, it's hard to split Bayless and Shipley, isn't it? But I'd I'd probably I like Shipley. Um, I'd probably say Shipley. Um, De Costa yeah. started well. I thought I was I liked, De, but you can't pick him now. He, he's out. But um, nah. yeah, flip of a coin, really. Bayless and Shipley, but I'd probably say Shipley. Yeah, well, Bayless is my man at the minute. I'm yeah, I know. I know he is. <laughs> 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 but you know what? It's good. It's good. To, we, we've got some similar views on the. Um, on the team to away just a different well, side of just 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 a quick one before we move on on that just um i know i'd written down two based on the formation and if i'd actually picked the one with the four um i actually had bennett at right back um oh, right, okay. because and the reason for that was because we don't have a protection and i feel that he wouldn't get stuck up the other end of a field like da costa would <laughs> so he would provide a bit more i think the fact he's a bit older and, and a bit who, slower would um, who would you drop from center back then this was man. this was a thing um Dunkley, was it maybe it was dunkley but yeah, i was, I was no, it was between him and flanagan because i like to have a ball player and a and a hard nut and it was hard to leave a hard nut out but i just how can you leave pennington and flanagan out Flanagan can be a hard nut if he wants. He just goes a bit too much over the he's top. Terri- Have you ever seen him? He's terrifying. I'd be, I'd be scared of him if I met him in a dark alley. <laughs> I, 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 Rumour has it Flanagan doesn't blink and his eyes are just constantly staring at you. <laughs> Legend has it Flanagan doesn't blink. Um, what, what do you think now to uh, Winnie Astor in the middle? Um, um, I need to see more. I need yeah, no, to see I'm more. Just, I just, I just, I just know what he's about from when I've seen him previously in, yeah. in League One. So that's why. He, I've gone for him. If I hadn't seen much of him, then fair enough. Whereas O'Brien, I've not seen as even though he's been in and about League One, he's played a lot of games in the Championship for Millwall, and I've not really seen him as much. So yeah, same. Me, you know, Winchester. In, I just, I just Winchester like was in my four um, when I played four four two. He he was in. He he was in. It was just when I was playing five three two, he didn't. What what I like about my team though is you've got Winchester and Leahy who's got the flexibility of switching to the left or the right wing back or left yeah. or if you wanted to change the formation or obviously even slot in at full back positions and then you know you've got Bayless and Shipley who can maybe switch to a deeper role in midfield as well and I get so it, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a bit of flexibility with my team and then obviously Pennington can then switch to right back if Bennett was coming on or the Costa so I mean and it's good to say you know we do have a lot of flexibility in that team so yeah um, it's good. So yeah, no, there's a lot of good things at Shrewsbury at the minute, and I'm I'm really enjoying the season after a slow start. So may it um, long continue with. Uh, yeah, and um, some good games coming up, like you said. I mean, our tough games aren't until the end of October, and we've got probably four or five games, no, three or four games coming up where you know you'd, you'd fancy us to get something out of all of them. Yeah, no, definitely. And then that's the thing: we're on a better position than 12 months ago. So long may that continue. Winning ugly kind of complain mm. um it's when you're playing goods and losing that it's frustrating and i think we'll be yeah. moaning more about that than <laughs> definitely um, yeah so yeah um so we're gonna we're gonna move north of the border and talk about a few well the big story in kilmarnock that's happened yeah you're gonna have to help me out with this <laughs> yeah so how do i put it kyle lafferty has always been one outspoken yeah, outspoken. Um, you know, he he does stupid things in the past that gets him in hot bother. But since he's been at Kilmarnock, apart from one or two incidences on the field, which with the, with the old play acting and falling about, 
I'd say you know it isn't that which was frustrating. But other than that, he's been he's been fantastic. He, you know, he, he was a big massive part in getting us up. And that, and I know we're talking about football and what he's done on the field. Um, and that, but he's also been great with the fans. He's he really is good. He's good with the kids. Um, and and he really, for me, I changed my perception of him. Like when he came up here. Uh, to mm. But then he then this video appeared. Um, How old is it? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I thought that, but then apparently it is. Um, I don't know. It is recent, according to. Not, not that that condones it, like. But I was no. just wondering how, how recent it was. Yeah, so it's obviously he was he was sent home from Northern Ireland, um, um, the camp. So he's um, obviously been banned from them. He's under investigation with Kilmarnock, um, the sectarian stuff that was said. For me, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's. I've got two sides to the argument here, like. He Careful. wasn't representing Kilmarnock. <laughs> he wasn't representing Northern Ireland in that video at that time. But at the end of the day, it's not. I looked up. Apparently, you kind of get arrested for it, for what he said. Yeah. But it is, in my eyes, what he said. It's the same sort of lines as we're, we're trying to cut out sectarian um, yeah. language in in the game and 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 just between fans and that. So when you've got a professional footballer saying it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good mm. on the club. It's a moment of stupidity, um, which obviously I think the right thing for me in my eyes is he gets investigated by the club, the club fine him, um, and he has to make a public apology. And that's as far as it should go. Talks of getting his contract ripped off and that by some parts is just ridiculous because there's been far worse that's happened in the world by certain players. Um, um, so for me, that's as far as it should go. Um, you know, I'm I'm not saying what he's done for one minute is right because at the end of the day we try and cut out the sectarian, you know, the sectarian abuse and all that amongst fans and whatnot. So, like I say, a player doing it, it's not looking good. It's in, in my eyes, it's the same as homophobic behaviour and racism and all that as well. You know, you you want to cut that out of the game, so it's the same sort of thing. You wouldn't see a player in a video saying racial remarks and then accepting it so it's got to be dealt with um maybe it's not on the same level as that i don't know maybe it is some people i don't know i'm not going to get involved in that but what i will say is um he does need to be investigated and i'm sure the club will do the right thing um and and so be it what will happen will be will be it's a funny Um, one because um sorry to cut in there um you know, you see a lot of cases, especially in the last couple of years, where social media has been so prevalent, where old tweets from when players or celebrities are um, younger, say sort of 14, 15, a bit misled, and but, but you know they'll tweet something ridiculous that they by no means believe in nowadays, but it gets dug up. And these players, for instance, you know, we're still getting look at the it's happening in the cricket a bit, hasn't it? And um, you know, players are getting banned for something they said when they were thirteen or fourteen. So. I think there might have to be a bit of accountability from him here, and whether it is a public ap- apology or they might they might make an example of him and give him a ban. I, I don't know what the if, if you know, know. I'm sure other players have done things before, you know, with celebrations, um, certainly in the old firm games, um, and it has resulted in investigations and bans. So um, I don't sure know how Gaza, it, I'm pretty sure Gaza did the flute. Um, but that was on the pitch, so I don't know how it. What the difference is if he was? What was he in a bar or something? No, um, that was. On, that was where oh, yeah, yeah. he was on the bar, so he wasn't. Yeah, it, for for me, like uh, he should know better. He's like he's thirty-five. Yeah. He should know better. But 
we're not all well. I mean, up here, no one's daft. We all know what Lafferty thinks about those comments that he said. We all, we all the, the, the bizarre thing for me is that he's actually got a son who is a Celtic fan and uh, <laughs> wears a Celtic shirt. <laughs> um, that came out in the news, so that was quite bizarre. But you know what? It's I felt I felt not I felt bad for him in a way because he these lads came up to him. And like he does at Kilmarnock, he's very polite and he will take photos. And the guy asked him for a photo. It was a setup. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. It was a setup. And then he called him. I'm not going to repeat what he called him. He yeah, called I saw him. it, yeah. yeah. Um, so Kyle being Kyle, that's just Kyle. He, he will react that way. And it's no surprise he's react that way. Um, so there's two sides to the argument there. It just annoys me how people just get away with it all the time. They, they can say that sort of stuff. And then, but at the end of the day, the, the guys that set them up aren't professional footballers and not role models. Um, so that's the difference. And I think, yeah. I think that's the main thing. And no one's going to be hundred percent agree on it. There's going to be arguments say it like myself, it's backs him up and just sort of supports him to a degree and just says, look, yeah, I'm not condoning it again. I must say it on this. I'm not condoning what you said for one minute. Um, so I don't want anyone thinking that I think it's acceptable to go around saying that stuff. But at the same point, um, you know, I've got you know all these fans that are having a go at him. I'm sure a large majority of those fans say stuff about Rangers fans, for example, um, you know, in the streets and that. So it's no wonder. It's, it, a few people out there. Yeah, it's it's no wonder that um, Premier, certainly Premier League footballers in in England are so locked away from public. You know, the public they don't intermingle with it. Um, you know, they don't really go to functions with fans. They certainly wouldn't go to the pub with a fan in the era where there's phone, you know, camera phones. Um, I mean, recently, um, I won't, again, I won't repeat what was said, but did you see the thing with Troy Deeney recently? He posed for a photo and yeah. the guy actually wasn't having a photo. He was videoing oh, it, doing it. Uh, and, um, and he, and he said something that was quite, um, uh, quite nasty to, to Deeney. And Deeney was like, you are. And, but, and you know, Dini's a bit of an odd knot. I mean, you wouldn't want to piss him off. I wouldn't. But, oh, no. but these people just get away with it. And do you know what? One day, a footballer is going to absolutely lamp a fan, and he's going to get into some serious trouble for it, or because someone wants to get a few likes on Instagram. Let's let's not remember, right? What laugh that he done is wrong, and if he does, get yes, it is. Yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. It is, it is it is wrong, but it's not as bad as what Eric Cantona did. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah. To a certain degree, I, Eric Cantona tried to boot someone in the face and injure him. You know, try, uh, try to. He, he, he flew into the crowd. <laughs> That's what I mean. So he You're doing mean, Eric a disservice there. He did it. Yeah, I know. So um, you know, and then he and then he, you know, he came out talking about pigeons afterwards and seagulls. Mm. So um, yeah, but uh, for me, Carl Lafferty, it's 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 up there for a debate. I had a, I put the question out there the other day, um, and someone kindly said that it's a freedom of speech i sort of said my say and then before you know it he said stick to your own club down south and keep your english opinions to yourself so i thought classy well that just that's just attacking a different area isn't it you know yeah so so and, and fair play to the uh Kilmarnock fan uh just deleted him i was like right, see you later <laughs> that was a Kilmarnock fan yeah i know amazing what a it? knob i know i know so sorry another Kilmarnock fan backed me up and 
basically told him to do one. So yeah, I like, uh, so imagine that at like um, say Manchester United, where you can only you can only go and watch Man United if you're from Manchester. What a joke! I know. So, Who um, is he? Who is he? Name and shame him. I'll tag that, him. That's pissed me off. I know it's, it's it's I had to laugh when he said that. It's like keep your keep your opinions to the English club down south. You know what a knob. And, uh, I just I just wound them up in the end, so it's fine. Yeah. It, it didn't it didn't bother me. Like I just just laughed it. No, nah, I walked off a duck's back, but still, to imagine oh, going out of your way to on a on a Saturday or Sunday to type something like that to someone. He was basically condoning what Lafferty done and said, it's fine, it's a freedom of speech. And I was like, oh, there's a freedom of speech and I agreed with that, but you still can't go saying like that. Freedom of speech? You, wouldn't, you couldn't go up to a black person and say something ra- you know, racist. Oh, what, nah. freedom of speech? Bullshit. Nah. Bullshit. It's funny, that, it's funny though, because this same guy was having a go at Trevor Sinclair about two weeks ago. So they Oh, and, oh yeah, hashtag be kind, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, I know, he's like saying Trevor Sinclair should be sacked, but... I thought it's a freedom of speech, a plonker, but hey, yeah, no. exactly, yeah. So um, yeah, that's yeah, we daft, isn't it? But anyway, um, <laughs> so so yeah, the the kind of laugh at you things are quite interesting um, up here. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Or hopefully, we'll find out sooner or later. Um, it doesn't help that he's not doing well at the minute for Kilmarnock. No, it doesn't. So it'd be interesting to see what Kilmarnock do. But uh, it's a waiting mm. game, so that's all I've got to say on that one, really. Yeah. It might not be on the um, on the club. It might just come down to the SFA. Well, that's the thing. It could it could be the case of we do something and then they decide otherwise. So, like you say, that that could be a possibility on that one as well. Yeah, yeah. So before we wrap up tonight, then we're going to talk about the games ahead. So first of all, we'll talk about Aberdeen away. Massive, Oof. massive game. That's a tough game. Yeah, not only is it against a team we've won once in 25 games it's against a team that Derek McInnes managed for god what eight nine years had great success at and I've actually been invited on to the red tinted glasses podcast tomorrow night to speak about the Aberdeen Kilmarnock game coming up so uh to listeners listen to this I'll uh, retweet that when I've been on tomorrow or when it's released um and I'll be giving my thoughts about uh Kilmarnock's trip to Aberdeen and obviously the season so far um but yeah it's going to be a really tough game but I've just got that feeling that we're going to go there and do them I don't know why just uh, because everything's against us at the minute the poor form against Aberdeen and I'm, I'm rooting on the, the way Shrewsbury have had poor form against Wickham and, and Burton in recent years and thinking, right, if we can do it, they can do it. So there you go. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, going for, I'm going for the positivity. And you know what? I'm going to throw the prediction out here right now and I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to Kilmarnock. There you go. Bloody hell. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sure I said 2-1 to... No, I didn't. I said I went for a bold 3-0 win against Burton. Then I, yeah, I did say Sadie did get two, so my man Sadio, um, he got mm. one. Two, but so I you got that wrong as well. <laughs> I, but I get a few points out. We need, to, we need to start adding these up because um, we keep missing a week and then doing bits and then... Aye. I mean, I know I'll, if you, I'll only, just... you only shout up the, uh, that we should be adding the points as soon as you get one. <laughs> to be fair... <laughs> What I will say is no one got points last week against Port Vale. No. So there you go. So Right, I'm gonna go for a two 0 Aberdeen win then. Two 0 yeah, wanky you are. <laughs> uh yeah, so two one and I'm gonna go for I'm not gonna go for my goals. I'm gonna go Jordan Jones and 
Jordan Jones, and who else is going to play? I reckon Ince Cameron's going to go off the bench. Well, there you go. I'm going for a wild prediction. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say no goal scorer. <laughs> well, uh, two own two own goals from Kilmarnock. Ash yeah. Taylor, I think he's back. He'll be against his old club as well. So, in actual fact, no, I change it. Ash Taylor was going to score the winner against his old club. There you go, Jordan Jones and Ash Taylor. Okay, two one. Ince Cameron, sorry, I'll leave you for next week. You can score the goal the week after. Okay. So yeah, um, it's going to be a tough game though, but um, it's one that you know hopefully we'll go there. Um, McInnes, to be fair, in his favour, will know know the, in, in terms of how the fans react when the game's not going well. Mm. Uh, so if we're on the on the up, maybe he'll feed that to the players and let them know. I don't know. It, I don't, you know, that, that's maybe the only advantage I can look at. McInnes does sort of know what Aberdeen's all about in terms of the fans and the ground. And That's true. That's true. So I'm just trying to take some positives from a very <laughs> poor start to the season so far. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's mine. So Cheltenham away. We have a great record against Cheltenham in recent years. Um, I think I've been three times, no, four times, and I've seen three wins and a draw. Uh, yeah, I went on a Friday then, night. Aye, Friday night. There was a game on a Friday night. Uh, I remember that, but I can't remember how we got on. It was years ago. I remember one game, right? <laughs> we were losing 1-0, and I was. it was Sam Morris I was standing next to, and I said, fucking hell, we need a little bit of luck in this game. It's terrible. And then all of a sudden, their goalkeeper, within a minute, literally hit the like the ball roll back to the Cheltenham keeper. Dave Hibbert closed it down. And it just bounced off his arse and went in over the keeper. <laughs> I literally just said, we need a bit of luck. And within a minute, that happened. And then I think two minutes later, we scored again. So within five minutes of saying, we need a bit of luck. We had that bit of luck. And then we were 2-1 up. And then we ended up winning the game. <laughs> uh, that was my favourite memory of Cheltenham. Um, Cheltenham as well. I wasn't there, unfortunately. I was up in Scotland for that. But obviously, the promotion season, uh, when Akrakpro yeah. got us promoted, another... You know, another great memory of Cheltenham. So we do have some good, obviously, memories there recently. Um, last season, uh, Udo scored the need, but we lost two one. What's your thoughts on on this season? I think I think we beat them. Simple as that. Yeah, I um, I really 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 do. I've got no, there's nothing tell like giving me an indication that we'll go there and struggle. Um, but I said that up against Port Vale, <laughs> and it bit me in the ass. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident with it. Confident with this, three-one. Um, three-one, nice one. Who's scoring? I say three-one because we're making a habit of conceding at the minute. Um, I'm going to go for Bayliss, Leahy, and Pennington. Pennington. Okay. Right, well, we've got. Um... What have we got? We've got 10 points from the last 15. So we've won three, drawn one, lost one. So we've got a really good record so far in the last five games. So I'm agreeing with you that we'll keep the good run going, but I don't think we're going to win, unfortunately. I do think okay. Cheltenham will um, yeah, fight for the game. They're near the bottom, so they'll be scrapping for points and it will be a tough game. So I'll be happy to go away. Well, I'm not saying I'll be happy with a point because at the end of the day, the way we're playing, we're not playing great, but we're in a good position. So Realistically, we should be obviously trying to get that win, but I just got that niggly feeling that it's going to be a draw. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm going to go for one all, uh, and I think uh, Sadio Mane is going to score again. 
Yeah. We've done well done well against the teams at the bottom over season. It's not normally what we do, but um yeah, that's what makes me so confident. Cheltenham have scored eight, letting twelve, so they've not scored many, but they've not they've only conceded one more than us. So um mm. I don't think they'll score concede as many. Um mm. can we can we have a quick mention to uh Joey Barton, can we? Let's go for it. So uh, he's in the bottom four. Lost to Atkinson, lost to Lincoln since he slagged us off. Lost to so I don't think he's won a game since. Must be all those defensively um, minded diving teams, eh? Yeah, no, I mean the the Lumpet and, and Bootet teams, you know, it's it's terrible. Um that TikTok video has just totally wound them up and they've not won a game since. <laughs> and they're in the bottom four, so uh, you know, is are we are we are we calling for Joey Barton's head soon? He's got to get the um, I think if they're in the bottom four at Christmas and he's still there, I, I, I think um, I'm not a big. Fan, I know we we say about Barton, but in general, I'm not a big fan of getting rid of a manager who's just got you promoted just because you know it, it's more difficult in the higher league. It's meant to be, um, but yeah, but but neither neither am I. But then it's Joey Barton, so that's an exception, sure. Yeah, okay, I'll give him four weeks. <laughs> 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 oh god so, sorry to the Bristol Rovers fans we do apologise but it's just Joey Barton isn't it? oh do you know what I was on the way up to Manchester yes, just a quick one um, and there was two lads um, on this delayed train with me and um, I just got chatting to them because they were on the way to the fight as well and they were from Bristol but they were both um, Bristol City and um, I said oh so what do you think of uh, Joey Barton and I, I won't um, I won't repeat uh, what they called him but it rhymes with um, Jeremy Hunt <laughs> They hate him, mate. They hate Jerry, him. Jerry Barton's a bit of a Jeremy Hunt. Yeah, they can't stand him. And they, and they were throwing out some right conspiracy theories about that um, that seven nil on the last game of the season as well. Oh, I probably. Mm. Yeah, but hey, he'll soon get his comeuppance in the next few weeks. I mean, uh, you know, being in the top half of the table is not for everyone. No, it's not. <laughs> How often do we get to say that? I know we're above seventeenth, which uh, yeah. I'm getting getting a nosebleed. Uh, yeah. We're only we're only seven points off our friends uh, uh, from Ipswich. I know, oh, ridiculous. They, they lost today as well. They, there's me mouthing off saying they're going to be title favourites. We'll be soon catching the trap. The boys at this rate. <laughs> I still think they'll be up there come yeah, come May. No. But... Uh, Plymouth surprised me. Though. Surprised yeah, same. Me. I expected them to have a bit of a drop this season, but uh, must be the Sam Cosgrove effect, you know. Hey, and we'll do a little quick little sweep. How many people? How many town fans do you reckon are going to go to Plymouth on a Tuesday night? Give me a number. We'll see who's close. More goals than Sam Cosgrove scored for Shrewsbury. So, <laughs> no, I re- oh, that's going to be a tough one because Tuesday night. How many reckon? Do you reckon we'll take a hundred? No, it'll be more than that because you, you've got you've got to remember we've got the London-based Shrews, haven't we? And they take a fair few at games down that way. On a Tuesday night in Plymouth. Oh my! Yeah, but you, you, you're not being funny. You get you're going to get to see Sam Cosgrove, so. It's, there's extra incentive there, isn't there? I, I was. Uh, time, so uh, see, see, when we played at uh, Portsmouth away on a Tuesday night last season, I'm sure we took yeah. 300. So, yeah. I reckon I'm going to go 287. Go. No chance. Absolutely no chance. 287. I'm, I'm going to say 150. That's shocking. That's shocking. <laughs> That just shows how much you think of our support. No, I think we travel really well, but I just think a Tuesday night in Plymouth is just the worst, isn't it? 
it, it all depends on the form. If we win, if we win like every game off until Plymouth, then you know might take a thousand. No, oh yeah, I'll be bu- I'll be booking the week off. <laughs> what, what what what? Who decided the fixtures though? Plymouth on a Tuesday away. I know. Portsmouth. I mean, who's taken? Someone's taken a pest though, really. Surely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You, you watch or win both games. Uh, yeah. It's it's gonna be tight. But anyway, so. Next week, obviously, my Indian is, or what should I say, the, the daughter-in-law of 40th is more important than this podcast. So we will be postponing next Sunday. It'll be out probably Monday, um, if you're free. Yeah, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, whichever, we'll sort it. Yeah, we'll get it sorted. We need to get it out now. And I've also arranged our first guest uh, that we haven't had in a while, but it's going to be Anis from the Men in the Maroon. He'll be on after the Hearts game on Monday the 10th of October. Brilliant. So that'll be another Monday uh, because the Hearts game's on a Sunday um, at three o'clock and it's my daughter's birthday party. So Is that two weeks time? I think so. I... Signed. Okay. So that'll be two. Yeah. So basically we're not going to be doing a Sunday for three weeks now. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah. We're going to change it to the Monday. We're just going to mix it up a bit, you know, just to be different. <laughs> Monday night football. Seeing as seeing as Shrewsbury are ninth, we're going to change it a bit. You know, board of board of seventeenth, board of Sunday. Yeah, we said we're flexible doing this. Well, so long as we get it out there, it's uh, yeah, it's all good. Get it out there in the open. Right. Well, that's it. Thanks uh, for listening. Uh, Anyone that, um, as always, um, doesn't like it or likes it, comment back. If you don't like it and you comment, I probably won't read it. But there you go. Um, only joking anyway um, much appreciated um, please share retweet uh, and like when it's out and um, for now take care keep safe and nice uh, we'll be on next week take care Rob. cheers pal see you later you too mate bye bye